Welcome to the Kundalini Nerve Podcast, where we blend the spiritual with the scientific. I'm your host, Jen, and in this space, we'll be digging into all things Kundalini awakenings and nervous system regulation. I'll be sharing with you insights from my own awakening and the somatic work that I do with both myself and my clients, plus a whole host of other good stuff. So sit back, relax, or take a walk, and let's co-regulate whilst you're listening. So the reason for me popping on today is that a couple of weeks ago I made a post called, let me just pull it up, I should have had this prepared, advice I wish I had heard sooner and I thought it would be a good idea for me to come on this podcast and expand a little bit on that post because I feel like it has some really good advice in it if I do say so myself. (laughs) Um, The reason that I wrote this post is because I know that when we start off on the healing path, on the healing journey, we can be so overwhelmed with different information and different people telling us different things and it can become almost too much. I know for myself, I just didn't know which direction to take, where to turn. I was hearing contradicting advice, you know, people saying, try this, try that, do this, do that. And, you know, in the end, I do feel like we need to all find our own way. Um, but I hope that the advice that I present you in that post and in this podcast comes in handy and, and simplifies things a little bit. You know, th- this is just things that I've found really worked for me. They also really work for my clients and my aim in sharing this post is to help those who, yeah, who are feeling lost, who are looking for a little bit of direction. Um, So to just give you a sort of brief background on on myself, how I got onto the healing path, um, let me think where to begin. (laughs) So in my early teens, I was diagnosed with Um, an anxiety disorder with depression and that carried on I don't know if you can hear my cat eating in the background it's a very loud chewer (laughs) Um, that carried on throughout my 20s and into my late 20s Um, throughout that time I'd had sort of periods of up and down you know Sometimes I was more depressed than others. I went through phases where I was completely suicidal, phases where I didn't want to leave the house, where my anxiety was so, or the anxiety that I was experiencing was so overwhelming that I would lock myself away. Um, yeah, there was sort of a lot going on, you know. Basically, the, the, the theme that was sort of present throughout my teenagehood and 20s was just this hopelessness helplessness this lack of direction this heaviness just never really feeling good never really feeling satisfied or like I had purpose I just felt completely lost and even though from the outside it might have looked like I was coping on the inside there was so much going on so so much going on Um, so throughout that time I tried a lot of different things I went to talk therapy Um, So I did like cognitive behavioral therapy with a counselor, with a therapist. Um, 
I see I spoke with um, doctors whose solution was to always provide me with um, you know anti-anxiety medication antidepressants and I refused it's just not a path that I wanted to go down I know that it can be helpful for some people and I'm not anti-medication it's just not something that I personally chose to do so I didn't find the medical route to be particularly helpful one thing that they did provide me with was a free gym membership which was great you know it was nice to not have to pay for the gym and exercise certainly can have its benefits I just found when I was so deep deeply in the depression the last thing I sort of wanted to do was go out there and go to the gym and now understanding the nervous system it makes sense that I didn't want to because if my system was in such a shutdown state or such a dorsal um a dorsal shutdown state it it makes sense that I wouldn't have the energy to even go to the gym but I thought it was nice you know a nice gesture (laughs) um and then in my 20s I started reading things like Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, uh, A New Earth and you know they inspired me, they did inspire me to start searching for that mindfulness, that present moment connection so I started to take more of a spiritual route. Um, I was going to uh, Reiki practitioners, I was seeking sort of tarot readings, different things like that and what else? What else did I do? And then I got into things like uh, meditation, yoga, breath work, and I stayed on that path for a while. And throughout that time, you know, certain moments were better than others. All of the things that I did certainly helped at some point to relieve the, the pain or to relieve the struggling that I was going through or to just help me f- feel connected in some way. Um, but I would always find myself coming back. I would always find myself cycling back to this state of of depression and complete anxiety. That anxiety inside, that uh, feeling in my chest, that nervousness, that not wanting to socialise, that second-guessing myself was always there. You know, it was always on. It was always in the background, no matter what. Even if I was feeling a little bit better, it was always sort of there. So no matter what I did, I would find myself back in the same stuck in the same cycle again and again and again so it's like nothing was helping me heal in a in a long-term sustainable sort of way so the advice I wanted to share let me pull that post up so first of all the first thing I want people to know is that you are not broken you are not broken there is absolutely nothing wrong with you you do not need fixing you're not a machine that's malfunctioned so I think the advice that I would give is to stop viewing yourself in this way stop viewing yourself as something that needs to be fixed yes life may not be the way you want it to be at the moment there certainly will be things going on inside there's certainly going to be nervous system dysregulation at some level that will need to be looked at but you are not broken and I hope that that sentence in itself brings you a lot of comfort because I spent many years now my cat wants to jump out the window bear with me a second there you go (laughs) I spent many years thinking that there was something fundamentally wrong with me 
and coming to the realization that there there wasn't anything wrong with me was quite relieving. Um, so yeah, I, I hope I wouldn't wish upon anyone to be to be feeling like I used to feel to have those doubts of or those thoughts of what the fuck's wrong with me? I'm broken. I'm never going to get better. Um, yeah, I would never wish that on anyone, and I really hope anyone who hears this who is viewing themselves in this way can take some comfort in that sentence you're not broken you do not need fixing the next piece of advice i wanted to share is that healing doesn't happen on the meditation cushion or in the yoga class i found myself feeling like i wanted to do as many things as possible and i would feel maybe a little bit jealous if a friend of mine was going to a retreat and I wasn't going or doing something that I hadn't done because I, oh, you know, I want to try that. I was constantly sort of searching for the next thing, searching for what's going to heal me, what's going to make me feel better. Um, so it doesn't matter how many classes you go to. It doesn't matter how long you meditate for. Healing doesn't happen in those moments. Certainly these things can be a great support. You know, retreats are a wonderful place to go and co-regulate, to be in connection with other people yoga is a, a wonderful wonderful tool that i really love but those acts the retreats the the yoga class the past life regressions the shadow work the breath work these things are not healing you healing happens as you go through your day-to-day -day life it happens when you treat yourself softer when you honor yourself you honor your energy levels when you slow down enough to react differently than usual when you slow down enough to respond instead of react it happens when you show up for yourself the healing is when you slow down when you say no when you learn to set boundaries it doesn't happen by going to as many classes or taking as many courses as you possibly can following on from that point i think it's worth mentioning that meditation isn't something that I would recommend at all. <laughs> I don't believe that meditation will heal you. And for those of us with unresolved trauma in the system, I would really be cautious with taking up a meditation practice. And the same goes for breathwork practices, because both meditation and breathwork can actually make things worse when the nervous system is in a state of dysregulation. Later on, they can be so beneficial. Like I've recently taken up meditation again because I've, I've reached a point in my journey where I feel like now it's going to have the, benef the benefits that it's supposed to have. Whereas before, um, I had a tendency to disasso dissociate because of the freeze and shutdown response of my nervous system. So... Whenever I would sit down on the meditation cushion, I was sort of accustomed to moving through my life, not really slowing down, not really um, being with myself, being with my body, being with my feelings, being with my emotions. I was always trying to avoid them in some way. So while my system inside was like, go, 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 forcing myself to sit down on the meditation cushion and be in silence and be with all my thoughts and be with all my feelings was too much for my body. So what that would do is it would send me into a state of dissociation. Now, I went through a period after my spiritual awakening 
Um, my awakening was very energetic. In it had a very energetic side to it. And after I awakened, I spent a lot of time in meditation. And every time I was sitting down on the cushion, I was having these insane, what I felt at the time, profound experiences of what I can only describe as floating through the universe. I had a lot of sort of psychedelic phenomena, these things coming up. Um, and I thought, wow, you know, I must be really healing on a deep level if this is happening. When in fact, looking back now, what was actually happening is that forcing myself to go and sit and be with my feelings and be with my emotions and be with my thoughts when my system wasn't prepared for it, what was actually happening is that I was just dissociating and leaving my body. And of course, then I was flying across the universe because I wasn't actually grounded in this 3D reality. The same with breathwork practices. If we already have a very active fight or flight response, if we have that mobilization energy on certain types of breath work are just going to make that worse and I found out the hard way again because during this time I was practicing a lot of you know fast breath of fire sort of breath work these type of things and again it's just my system wasn't ready for it it was just sending me into more further and further dysregulation so you know maybe you feel meditation is helping you and breath work is helping you and that's absolutely fine I would just ask you to sort of just look out. Are you dissociating when you're on the cushion? Are you forcing yourself to be somewhere that maybe your body doesn't necessarily want to be? Are you enjoying meditation or are you just feeling like it's something that you should be doing? Because if you're approaching it in this way, then know that it's it's okay to drop that practice for now. You can pick it up later. Mm, yeah, that's it. <laughs> the next point that I have to share with you is that you are not gonna feel happy 100% of the time and I don't know if this is common knowledge if this is something people already know but for me I felt like healing meant I'll never be triggered again or I'll never be stressed again but it's it's not true you know triggers are always going to be a part of life um some may go away some may diminish new ones may appear but there's always going to be something going on that is going to give you a little bit of it's going to piss you off. There's always going to be things that piss you off unless you go and sort of lock yourself away in a monastery or something. Then life itself is stressful and there's always going to be stress around. But what can happen or what will happen if you're working with your body, with your nervous system, is that your ability to manage stress, to manage triggers will increase, meaning that life does become much easier because you become much less reactive to that stress. You're able to manage it. You're, you've built up this resilience that allows you to move through life with greater ease. You're able to spend more time in that safe and social magician archetype where stress doesn't get you down as much as it did in the past. Because when we're approaching life in survival, in with a dysregulated nervous system we're constantly all of our energy is going to sort of keeping us alive so we don't have much space there to reach those safe to um what point am i trying to make i've lost my track of thought okay so yeah when we're approaching life from a survival um energy we don't have any energy left over to move through life with ease with pleasure so anything 
extra any stress that we face just causes a reaction it's because we've got too much on our plate so any we can't handle anything else so the more we learn to embody that magician archetype the less reactive we are and the less stressful life seems or life is okay next point this is a big one there is no fast track to healing there's no fast track now we are we're living in a society that is you know fast and now and we want everything now we don't want to wait we don't want to work for things we want to be given everything you know we don't we used to have to wait in the past for movies to come out in the cinema and and then once they've been in the cinema we would have to wait so many months for them to be released on video or dvd you know i'm going back now but now nowadays you just turn on netflix and everything's at your fingertips so we are in the era of instant gratification i think um but whenever we try or whenever i tried in the past to take a shortcut it ended up just setting me back setting me back even further so if you want something done right take the longer path <laughs> it's not exactly the point i was trying to make but what i learned through my own experience is that doing the nervous system work first will in the long run get you where you want to be faster focusing on nervous system as your foundation will save you time energy and money um and i learned this the hard long and expensive way <laughs> But yeah, anything else that I tried in the past, like I mentioned before, I was trying all these different things, but I just kept finding myself back to square one, stuck in that loop. Now that I've been doing nervous system work for quite a while, and I've seen this in my clients as well, it sets up this foundation. It sets us up for long-term, long-lasting, sustainable change. So we don't keep finding ourselves going back into those patterns we find us we don't find ourselves stuck in that same loop over and over again and that in itself is probably one of the biggest pieces of advice that i would give to people is that just stop wasting your time on these things that you probably deep down know are not working or maybe you don't know but you feel like you're trying and trying and trying but you're not getting there nervous system work does take time it takes a while for you to see any change it sort of requires you to have faith that it is going to work to not give up um, in the face of no results to keep going but if you do that if you keep showing up for yourself offering your nervous system um, stability predictability reliability and consistency you will see those changes and those changes that come about as a result of that are the ones that are going to stick and the ones that will allow you to move forward and really change your life really really make big changes in your life okay i have two or three more points i think okay the next one going back to memories will re-traumatize you and i'm speaking again from experience i spent a long time following um teal swan's completion process method Again, after I awakened, I was sort of in a, in a, 
a vulnerable position. I was feeling lost. I felt, you know, overwhelmed. I was burning out. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know which direction to take. And, and I had people telling me all different things. And I made friends with someone who introduced me to Teal Swan's method. Um, and, and this method basically tells you, you know, you have a trigger and then you go and sit down with that trigger. You feel it in your body. You ask yourself, when was the first time I felt this way? And you wait and eventually you'll, the aim is that you'll, you'll come up with a memory. Something that happened in your childhood. Um, and what that did to me was a couple of things. Basically, I felt like I had, a, you know, at this point in time, I couldn't really handle any stress. I had no emotional resilience at all. Uh, I had no window of tolerance. So everything was triggering me. So every time I had a trigger, I feel like I would have to write it down and then I would have to go and sit down with that trigger. And the list that I was coming up with was as long as my arm, as long as both my arms and both my legs by the end of it. So I felt like, oh my God, there's something, there's so much wrong with me. I'm never, ever going to heal. I'm never going to get better because look at all this work I had to do. So at that point I was approaching healing as like a to-do list, all the things I needed to do. And that just sent me even further into dysregulation. It burned me out completely because it felt so overwhelming. It felt like, oh my God, I'm never going to get there. And I was sitting down with certain triggers and going back to the memories and, you know, things were coming up from my childhood um, because I was digging for them. I was really looking for things to come up and I was forcing them to come up. My system wasn't ready, but I was making it sit there and feel these triggers I was making it sit down making myself making my body sit down and be with all of these big emotions all of these suppressed emotions that I I really didn't have the capacity to do my body wasn't ready my body didn't know how to deal with all of that anger that came up that frustration that stress um so because I pushed my system so hard it just sent me further and further and further into dysregulation. So, yeah, we don't need to go looking for the memories. Once you build up your nervous system capacity, if a memory needs to come up, it will come up. And a lot of the times that memory isn't necessarily formed, like, in the mind with a picture, you know. It's maybe more so a somatic memory, a felt sense, something in the body. So... As well as being careful with um, breath work and meditation, I would really encourage you to to stop searching, to stop doing any shadow work, to stop looking back. And this also goes for talking about what has happened to us. It, it for some people it can help a little bit to to share their story and to receive validation from an outsider. Definitely, you know, I'm not saying that we should never talk about things, we should never share. I'm just saying if we constantly sit there talking about what happened and going over things again and again, each time we talk about what happened to us, the body is reliving that. So if we don't have the capacity there for the body to handle it, every time we're talking about it, the body is getting sent further and further and further and further into dysregulation. Okay, second to last point, I think, yes. Okay, this one 
if your main focus is your mindset, you are doing it wrong. Now, I know I said in the beginning, there's no right way and there's no wrong way to heal. It's not necessarily true. You know, everyone's path is a little bit different. Everyone is, you know, we're all unique individuals with our own backstory or your own unique history. But the mind is only half of the story. Um, let me see if I can get this fact right. Like, if we look at the, the mind-body connection, going from the brain to the body is 20% of the nerves. We're going from the body up to the brain is 80% of the nerves, which goes to show that there's a lot more information going from the body up into the brain and not the other way around. Now, there is so much importance placed on mindset, so, so much. But what we really need to remember is that trauma resides in the body. And how we heal is by reconnecting with the body. And when we, when we focus on a body-based approach, what you'll find is that your mindset will naturally shift of its own accord. So when you focus on your physiology, your psychology will follow by itself. Now, we are a species obsessed with the mind, with the mind, with the mind. The mind's so important, but there's a lot more going on than just this brain, just this mind. The body really needs to play a central role in your healing journey. Okay, the last piece of advice is that healing is actually really simple. And I've been sort of feeling in to what I think my purpose is on this planet. And I've come to the conclusion is that the message that I feel I want to spread to humanity is that healing gets to be simple. We tend to overcomplicate things and we make healing into this big deal when it's actually very simple simple within its complexity because obviously working with the nervous system working with the body is not simple but the way that we can embrace it the way that we can approach it is gets to be easy it gets to be simple and again the idea that healing has to be difficult it has to be big things it has to be i have to do this this and this um overwhelms us makes us feel like we're broken, makes us feel like we're never going to get there, makes us feel like we have so much to do and there's not enough time. And When you start doing the right work, when you start working with the body, when you start working with the nervous system, you'll see that how everything else, all of these retreats and shadow work and breath work and blah, 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 we're making a mountain out of a molehill because healing at the nervous system level restores your shows you that life does get to be easy healing does get to be easy because when we're healing in this way you know we're not we don't have to spend two three hours out of every single day doing big long practices we just have to learn to slow down follow impulse orient to our environment feel our body you know get enough sleep nourish yourself it does get to be really, really simple. So yeah, that is my advice that I wanted to share with you. And I hope that these points can bring you some comfort, can help you in some way. Because um, I know that I wasted a lot of time doing things that were, were re-traumatizing, were unnecessarily complicated, overly expensive, time-consuming. And one of my biggest regrets 
when I look back on my life so far is that I didn't find my way to nervous system work sooner. Um, and I say regret because I've been trying to drop the speech lately of, oh, I had to go where I, I had to go through what I went through in order to be where I am today. Because while that may be true on some level, it doesn't serve me. I don't believe I had to spend so many years suffering, suicidal, lost, angry, confused, and lonely. So when I look back, I do feel a sense of regret. Or an, oh, if only, if only I'd have found this work sooner, it would have saved me a whole lot of trouble. Time, money, energy, tears, blood, sweat, and tears. You know, taking a a polyvagal informed approach to healing has allowed me to shift things so much faster than anything else I've tried in the past. And you know what? It has actually really, really simple and beautiful work. Nervous system healing is not something that you do for an hour an hour a day. It's not a sit-down practice. It's a lifestyle. And it means relating to yourself in a completely different way than you have done before. And once you ha- have an understanding of that, how the nervous system works, once you have that science staring you straight in the face, it's really hard not to have compassion for yourself and for your amazing nervous system. It's so beautiful to finally understand why you've been acting the way you've been acting, why you've been feeling the way you've been feeling, to finally sort of make sense of it all. So I'm sure that you are being bombarded with information and advice telling you what you sh- what you need and what you should be doing. And I, f- I felt exactly the same, like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. I felt like everyone was telling me one thing or another and I didn't know who was telling the truth. So... I'm trusting that this message will reach those that it's supposed to reach and that my advice will get through because I don't want to feel just like a another person telling you what you should be doing. I'm simply offering um, what worked for me, what I see working for my clients and what I see other people work, what I see working for other people who are in this field of nervous system healing. So just know that transformation is out there waiting for you. It really is. And again, I just want to repeat the first piece of advice that I started this podcast with, and it's that you are not broken. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. You do not need to be fixed in any way. I know firsthand that awakenings can range from magical and mystical to downright miserable. So just so you know, you don't have to walk this path alone. My nervous system is here to co-regulate with yours in a range of different offerings to suit all of your needs. So get in touch, share your story with me, and allow me to walk alongside you as we expand our consciousness and strengthen our vagus nerve together.